For the land <laughs> of the free. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did Not you? Not at all. That was hilarious. That was funny. Oh my god. What were you? I was about to say the last line of the anthem. That's the one that we know. That's, that's the only line I know. I mean, too. What do, we, what do they There's say? There's one other line that I like. But what did they say? The land of the free and the home. I think so. Sometimes I'm like, brave. is it the home of the free and the land of the brave? No, it's, I it's, think it's the it's land of the free. Right? Land of the free. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like you could easily be judged if you're not too American, if you're not like too sure. knowledgeable, if you don't really show too much uh, love for the country. Is that something you feel as American when it happens to you? Like if you you know if you wouldn't know for instance the entire national anthem, mm-hmm. do you feel like you could get those eyes on you? Is that happening? I've never felt that luckily myself. Yeah, I don't think I've been in the place where maybe that's people question people your... question me. Yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, and I would like to say I do actually. I think I do know most of the national anthem. Once everyone's singing it, then I can I can get most of the words out. I but, heard you this week, dude. I know. I, I know. heard you. But uh, I heard you were screaming. You were say you were like looking to me and said, "Come on, man, you have to do it." Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm like, I'm like screaming, "You were say, you were say." <laughs> but One you're day. right though, because I mean, there are a lot of people. I guess not just here, but I guess in any country, perhaps, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they judge you on on your level of patrioticness, Kinda. patriotism, or something, yeah. uh, which is unfair. I think completely. I mean, what I think is great about this country. Is that you have the the freedom to express your patriotism in any way, any way you want to. Exactly, exactly. That you have the right to be anyone you you want to be, you know, that you you can express and you can tell it. And we want to have a platform to build on where you can be proud of that too. Yeah. And that's what we wish for. For really for everyone that can be proud over who they, they feel come. like they are, yeah. you know? Proud of who they feel like they are. Yeah. I think say they can be proud of where they come from. And in my opinion, yes. I'm proud to be an American. Mm-hmm. Proud to be an American. <laughs> you know <the> <laughs> no. No, you don't? No. no. Uh, I might that song. I might num- uh but that doesn't mean and a lot of people I know are proud. My friends are proud to be Americans, but that doesn't mean you can't have criticism for mm. you know your own Good. country, whatnot. Yeah, it doesn't mean if you love America, you have to love everything about America. Yeah, I mean there's some things that you don't like, but you have the freedom to express that and maybe want it to be better in in whichever way. That's the trick part because there's so many countries that have so long history, right? Uh-huh. And U.S. is relatively relatively new, relatively new compared yeah. to others. And um, when you look at uh, when you say like you're proud to be American, I say I'm proud to live in America. Sure, you know. And uh, but there are so much things in America that I will never ever stand behind sure. and not close against or not recognize that it happened or happens. So. It's kind of like hard to, for me to say that uh, I am going to be a proud American. You know, lately I realized like no matter what anyone says it does, happens, whatever, 
I will never be American. You know? But I will be and am what America stands for. Mm, And uh, yesterday was the 4th of July. And me and Kerry went to the Atlanta United game against San Jose Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I'm an earthquakes man. What the funny? What, what the? I didn't custer, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I almost did, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a funny. That's really funny, but that's ah, uh, yeah. It's not as yeah. That's I don't want to. I don't even want to comment that's on that. Discussion. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. But it was Fourth of July yesterday, and how how are you and your family celebrating Fourth of July? We uh. Every Wait, before year. you do that, before you do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you celebrate Some of my family members, for sure. Okay. So, I mean, what you just did was a classic American thing right there. Just yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, every year we have family members coming in from New York or wherever, visiting. They stay with us for around a week or so. Uh, and every 4th of July, we have a big family like little gathering, mm. like cookout. Mm. chill at my aunt's house watch some tv tennis is around at this time uh going on at this time too like wimbledon oh yeah is, is, has started and it's true a lot of my family are big on tennis me too which i like i so, love tennis so uh we can watch wimbledon watch whatever the news whatever sports baseball as well is going on at this time so we just you know hang out at my aunt's house have a nice family cookout family gathering that's what we do every year this was the first time i wasn't there for that long I only stayed for like an hour because I was going to this big game, to this Atlanta United game. But is this like one of the few occasions of the year where you actually meet most of your relatives or your family? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you don't really get this get together time randomly. You know, yeah. you don't you don't do this like August fourteenth. Exactly. No. Right. No. no. It's a. Uh, big occasions i guess it's pretty standard around the country you normally have family gatherings around holidays centered around holidays like christmas or Mm -hmm. thanksgiving right or independence day but uh so yeah it's not very often so it's nice to cherish these times but i wanted to ask you i wonder if there's anything similar to this Mm. in sweden other countries have their own independence days or big occasions uh some places have you know, national holidays like right. this were cookouts and fireworks is there something like this in Sweden or Turkey well actually my birthday is on the national day of Sweden oh wow June 6th that. yeah that's pretty so cool. you know growing up it was always like uh, you know you, it was always the last day of school so what yeah <laughs> so it was like, that's like, like yeah. three amazing days exactly <laughs> in one day yeah so it was last day of school it was me and Dior's birthday and um uh, it was national day too, so the entire school kind of was at the you know some some of we call Somaru like a big park you may say, and we used to have a party at our house, inviting everyone in the class. We would have a cookout, barbecue, food like sausage, burgers for the entire class, playing soccer, different games. So we did that for like so many years nice. when we were kids. But Sweden's national day is not that big. It's not that proud. It's not that big of celebration. Mm. It, it is more or less a symbol. Swedish national day 
or the Swedish flag day is a relatively new. It's from 1983. And basically it got implemented to celebrate the memory of Gustav Vasa, who was elected as the first king of Sweden, June 6 in 1523. And that was also that year and that date that Sweden got out of something called Kalmar Union, which was a big union with countries like Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Iceland, and they got out of it and kind of got their own country. So June 6 has been given the Gustav name and we celebrate the flag day or the Swedish National Day every year. October 23rd, 1923 was when Turkey declared the Republic of Turkey by fighting a four-year-long war against foreign countries trying to take over this geographic area while the Ottoman Empire was crumbling and demolishing after 400 years of reign. Mustafa Kemal Atatürk fought back together with Turkish people. They showed an extremely extremely trust, strength, companionship and belief in Mustafa Kemal Atatürk and in the idea of modern secular Turkey, a country between West and East in the middle of Europe, Asia and Africa and in the heart of the world. From the Ottoman Ottoman Empire. Empire. And it is very similar to the American uh, Declaration of Independence because what happened here is the injustice that people felt in this continent that they were ruled by foreign government. Okay. Turkey's Independence Day is one way or another similar to US. Okay. Turkey's was that they were fighting so many enemies and tried to establish a new country in the Ottoman Empire when the Ottoman Empire was demolished, right? Mm. We have come a long way from celebrating with fireworks, alcohol, cheering, and... uh, Cookouts. Cookouts. Families. Families. Yeah. From a very destructive, sad, hard times That's that right. led to a revolution that we can stand here now and with the name of the <laughs> the declaration independence we are proud to stand here and say that we so we want to really thank and bless and uh, and rest in peace all the souls that made us be able to sit here and use our rights to enjoy this life with liberty and the hope of pursuing the happiness. Hallelujah. Welcome to the fourth pre-season episode of Oscarch and (laughs) (laughs) Oscarch and King Soccer Podcast Show.
in Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Oz, it feels like it's been a while since we've discussed the latest going on, goings on in soccer. Just, just sat here and just had at it. Hasn't it felt, have you felt that way too? No, no, I, I agree. I mean, we had good interviews with Kevin uh, yeah. Egan. We had 8x8 magazines, founders, Robert and Grace yeah. talking to them. Simona is from uh, uh, Nowhere FC. Exactly. We have more on the way. Yeah, yeah, we have more on the way too. But even though the season is over for yes. most, you know, most leagues around the world, yeah. there still is some, some big stuff going on, even yeah. during the summer. We need to... I want to get yeah exactly I agree it's a couple I want to get your opinions on there's some topics I want to bring up with you all right who wants to go first I mean <laughs> paper scissor rock or is it rock paper scissor rock, paper scissor okay let's do that then rock paper scissor oh you do it that way why what, what way do you do you say shoot. shoot rock so you do it one more time rock paper scissors shoot why don't you and say then rock paper scissor shoot is the game's name gosh okay let's go Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Aha, I won. Okay, (laughs) so I want to ask you um, this. What's up? Have you been observing what's going on in this silly season? There's so much things are going, and I feel like more than ever, this... It's hard to keep track of some of it because there's so much stuff. So much stuff. I've got my eye on some of it. And I've been observing, and I feel like this summer... Summer window is a little bit different from the past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There is some things I've been seeing that it stands out to me more than ever, and I want to run this by you. Okay. And I think it's fascinating and also disturbing where the trend is going, and uh, I feel like more than ever clubs are active in the silly season just by the rumors. You look at United, it talks about Morata, it talks about Perisic, it talks about uh, the Italian player Belotti. Uh, They're associated with so many players now. Arsenal is associated with so many players. Chelsea is associated with so many players. Um, The few that are not associated with anyone in this is... uh, Real Madrid. They're more like just... Yeah, they're more about like Mbappe. I guess you know? that's it. Right and, but when and you look, the Gia, but they're always the Gia, you know, there's yeah. almost like forced. But when you look at some of the Arab clubs, it's almost like they try to keep their status by be able to say that they are in the race of this player. 
you know, they in the race so they can get this player and the togs of this player. Yeah. But end of the day, how much is the series? You know, yeah, how much of it is serious? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I think uh, I've always thought, particularly like a Manchester United, I would have said Real Madrid and Chelsea are always. They seem to have. They seem to be interested in pretty much everyone. Like you're saying, maybe they are even more so. Yeah. This season than not. Arsenal, I think you're right. Arsenal this season more than in the past are. You hear more rumors about Lamar, Lacazette, who just signed, which yes. is nice. Yes, I think it's nice. But also Lamar, and I even heard Mbappe. Yeah, uh, Mahrez. Mahrez, that's yeah. right. So even Arsenal are getting more involved, and yeah, I think that it does seem like that to me. Like they're trying to keep up. Like the more involved you are. And like the bigger club you are or something like that latest rumor with Arsenal is they want to get one of your favorite central defensive midfielder uh, uh, Carvalho William because I told you the other day yeah awesome yeah yeah man yeah, yeah. really yeah so they kind of in the chase of him and um, United bought Victor Lindelof Swedish yeah. guy yeah. from Benfica to Manchester United, I am very, very eager and happy to have a Swedish <laughs> central defender at Manchester United. That's a big transfer. Yeah. Do you think he'll play? I think he'll play. I, I, I had a Smalling or Bailly. I think Smalling is uh, going to get a transfer to a different club. I think Smalling is going to leave uh, Manchester United. Mm. And Manchester United um, has a lot of center backs. I they do now. Jones. Yeah, Jones, also Rojo. Yeah. I think Daily Blind can play there. Mm-hmm. Plus Bailly and Swalling. But uh, none of them are that good, I don't think. I heard, I think Bailly is supposed to be the best one on paper. I haven't honestly seen a whole lot of them. He hasn't impressed me a whole lot. But Maybe they want to have Morata. And yeah. Real Madrid is always in a position where they can be like, okay, if we sell Morata for 75... Then we just have to add, you know, at this case, maybe 40 more to get Mbappe for the most expensive player. Yeah. For 18-year-old, that's insane for 18-year-old to go for that money. And, you know, that's why I'm not kind of approving that Wenger should go in for Mbappe, to be honest with you. Because he's 18? 18. I mean, he has a amazing potential to be maybe even better than... Thierry Henry, the the skills, the composure, the coolness that he shows on the field, the type of his scores, but paying that much money for me is like, you know what? Sell Chamberlain, get rid of <laughs> Theo Walcott, look at your central midfielder options, and then maybe you can buy Lemar, uh, Mahrez. Maybe you can buy, buy players like Arda Turan that are in the market. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you can... I mean, I look at Mbappe and I'd say no doubt he's someone special. Not just... He's not not just like a fat... He's not even the biggest player. He's like... He's rather skinny. But he doesn't just have a physical presence in terms of his speed and his directness like he gets the ball and he'll go to goal Mm -hmm. he's very fast Mm -hmm. but he has some technical abilities like some amazing footwork amazing ball control in addition to all that uh, you said like this composure 
that he can he is one of the best players in the world right now. I think that's safe to say. One of the best, not necessarily like Messi or Ronaldo or something like that. Not necessarily the best talents. Well, I For mean, sure. talents I mean, nowadays are are considered one of some of the best full blown yeah football players. The thing is, so I don't mind spending a lot of money on him, but spending that much money for someone that's only done it been around for one season. Yes. That's yeah. what's kind of yeah. that's what gets me a little skeptical yeah. about the whole thing. Yeah. But so you know, I would rather have someone like Aubameyang. Yeah. You know? Me so, too. But now they got like I said. So yeah. what is the role like I said had really? In my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Danny Welbeck. Personally, I, I, he's my favorite striker, like out and out striker that the team has. Yeah. Uh, personally. But uh, in my opinion, Lacazette is a better Danny Welbeck. Mm, a better version of him? Yeah, just in the fact that he scores more goals nice. than Welbeck does. Yeah. But also, Welbeck doesn't get a lot of time, does he? So they play the same position? I think so. They play with similar roles. They can do more than Giroud. They're different than Giroud. Again, I think Lacazette personally is a better player than Giroud, but they are different. Yeah. Giroud's like that big physical presence he's good at heading the ball he can hold the ball up um he occupies a defender or two which opens up space for sanchez or ozil to run around behind lacazette and welbeck are much more mobile they're faster Mm -hmm. they you know can play a bit more more not necessarily direct but they can run at you take you on -on one-on-one you can't have three of them I think you can have at least too two many, of them. too many in the squad. You know what I mean? Like I would like to have Giroud because he actually has a very different dimension to his game than any other strikers out there, and that's not being generous. You know what I mean? It's yeah. he still is good in the air, keeps the ball, he makes it hard for the defenders. So it's a good player to have in his squad. Like Chelsea used to have a Dembaba or. Uh, you know, have Drogba on your squad or you had that type of target player in your squad is good. So Arsenal is kind of going from that type of player to two relatively similar strikers. Yeah, and well back in, like I said. And I was actually talking to a friend yesterday. We were talking about this. And he said, he said, yeah, if we were going to have, if Lacazette were to come in, then we'd have to offload well back somewhere because... Welbeck and Lacazette are so yeah. similar, yeah. and Giroud does bring something different, which yeah, make, that makes sense to me. But it looks more like it's going to be Giroud. West Ham and Everton are in the chase of uh, Giroud. Oh, really? Want, yeah. And Arsenal has offered Chamberlain an offer, a new contract, but he has denied it, and apparently it was the last one. So if that's the case, he will have to sit out his contract this season. And then go for free, free next. So now this is a tricky situation for Arsenal. What is going to happen? Are they going to let him play? Are they let him going to sit? Are they are they going to sell him now? Um, are there any clubs out there that is going to bid for him even when this happens? So, so. you I see what happens. Well what yeah, happens is like the players have a little bit more negotiation power nowadays. Yeah. Right. Or is it just me that sees it now, you know? What I'm saying is Chamberlain is putting Arsenal Football Club in a situation. Yeah. Chamberlain does it. It's not, you know, Messi or Ronaldo or Ibrahimovic or, you know, is or superstar in their club that 
does it. It's Chamberlain that says that <laughs> this salary is not good enough for me. Okay, if you don't give me, incre- more. Give me more money, then I want sign, sign a new contract. And I go for free next season to a better team or with a better deal. Do you think they, something should change about that? I mean, I think the contract they offered him is reasonable, dude. I mean, what? But not necessarily just that. But I mean, in general, not just chairman. No, in general, uh, uh, do you yeah. think? Do you think something should change about players having the power they do? Uh, yeah, I mean, is it is it the power is it the power of the players or the power of the agents? That's the discussable. We don't really know that, you know, uh, because Hasan Chitinkaya is the agent for Victor Lindelof and uh, Emil Forsberg. Mm-hmm. Emil Forsberg and. Uh, he and I read the article where he said that he does everything for his clients. It's not even his clients; it's almost like his sons. That that how well they know. And uh, when you read the articles about and uh, about their relationship, it's like Emil Forsberg has nothing to do with uh, what the agent does. Mm-hmm. Victor Lindor has nothing to do with what the agent does. They know and trust the agents fully. To make the calls for them, but they have obviously a plan ahead. So yeah. in this case, it's discussable how much. Uh, and that sounds to me like. Um, and you remember what happened with Sterling a couple of years back, right? Uh, Sterling's agent said that Liverpool was wasn't giving a good contract, and they were wouldn't extend it, and you know forced kind of move to Manchester City, mm. and. Um, I'm sure these players wants to ask more money, but if they want to leave the club, they can do they can do it by forcing the club to sell them. And I see that trend being a little bit disturbing. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, I think it's unfortunate that I guess you try to get the money that you can, right? You try to get right. as much money as you can as a player. But I wish I saw more often players taking a pay cut like you see that sometimes who someone's who's done it recently it hasn't from uh francesco totti or maybe it was uh steven jared or someone i might be getting that wrong but players taking a pay cut to stay with their club for a bit longer if they really yeah. like the club if yeah. oxley chamberlain who's been at the club or his entire career essentially if he likes arsenal then i mean why put all this pressure on the club and i mean risk his career yeah and leaving yeah maybe he won't play uh, I mean he, he asked for a better contract right yeah so uh, I understand that he wants more and that would show that the club believes more in him too yeah but I mean we were kind of me and you were kind of discussing last season his role and what yeah. did he do and I didn't the first part of the season or most part of the season I was very critical about his performance mm. but once he played in that 3-4-3 free, free formation he did good yeah but I don't feel like he's the player that's gonna take you know yeah. sell him for 25 bring in Thomas Lamar bring in Thomas Lamar <laughs> for 35 you know you put out 10 take sell him for 25 30 now and that's even cheap for being trampoline. that is cheap yeah you know, <laughs> for it's today cheap. but bring in maybe Arda Turan you know uh I don't like when players have learned this trick. Mm. Look at Donnarumma. 
Yeah, perfect one. Perfect you know? example, yeah. And I'm sure it's not really Donna Ruma that requests this, says it, talks it, and do the negotiation. It is Mina Raiola. And Mina Raiola have players like Ibrahimovic, which we all know what kind of amazing job he has done with Ibrahimovic career, clubs, money wise, all the way from Ajax, Juventus, Inter, Barcelona, Milan, PSG to Manchester United, right? And we know what he has done with players like Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba's story, dude, is like he didn't get a good enough contract at United as a teenager. That's why he left for Juventus. And then he got back as the world's most expensive player. Yeah. He has Marek Hamsik, captain of Napoli. I feel, I've always heard... Lukaku. I always hear not to take it too far away, but you're naming off all these players from Minarola and him and George Mendes, Jorge Mendes. Yeah. It seems like those two own everybody in soccer. I mean... Not own. No, but of course... agents for everybody in soccer. Mendes is different. Mendes is actually very... Something we need to do a little bit more research on, which we will. But Mendes have a lot of, uh, you know, Spanish, Portuguese, Portuguese and uh, a lot of different companies, but he sells for the clubs and works kind of for the clubs. Mm. Mina Raiola has a lot of big talents, but he makes them big. Lukaku, dude, like Lukaku went to Chelsea and then Lukaku had a loan spell at West Brom. Remember that? And he also had a loan spell at uh, Everton. And then he signed for Everton. And now there is discussion about... Going back to Chelsea. Going back to the Chelsea. But for what? For like 75 million pound asking price. 75. You know, he made it that far. He, Balotelli. Mkhitaryan. So, you know... It's now, we, now we've got Donnarumma. Donnarumma. And what's the situation with Donnarumma? I mean, he was talking about holding out on a contract extension um possibly which will have him he's on his last year of course so yes. he'll go for free next year unless someone like there's talks of juventus or talks of one other club i think uh, real madrid real madrid yeah uh taking him away um first there was a lot of talk of, of whether or not that was right for him i mean he's a great he's one of the top young goalkeepers right so I mean he could he could do well at Juventus especially if once Buffon retires or whatnot although I think Buffon is still staying another year or two but then there was talks of the fans the Milan fans of him being worried about that of uh you know them considering him a traitor you know during the Euros uh the under 21 Euros during that game yeah all of a sudden like a group of fans just threw fake money at him yeah yeah um that's as much as saying he's just leaving. All he cares about is money and such. I mean, but but yeah. recently he did agree to signing a new contract, right? Which I think is good. It's but, good for but him and good for Milan. The situation is like they offered like, yeah. I mean, they offered some. Uh, they offered like a six million euro uh, salary to him per season, which he turned down first. Oh, yeah, you know, and uh, is is almost like a eighteen year old. Is holding a club like Milan hostage, mm. and a Milan, club like Milan right now cannot really pay that much to keep him. 
and if they would sign a five-year contract they know that Milan would not sell him yeah you know I've, I I found one thing that was interesting with this extension this new contract is that he has a hundred million dollar buyout clause yeah and I don't who's ever is gonna pay that unless unless they don't qualify for the Champions League in which case it'd be 50 million 50. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was something about if Real Madrid comes, there was a clause on that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it kind of shows you like um, that is the players have so much more power right now than the, than the club itself. And uh, just to make it more interesting and take this to another dimension, are you ready for this? Go for it. Oh, man. Um, Antonio Conte texted. Diego Costa that hey like something like hey Diego thank you for the season but you're not in my plans yeah I and Diego this. Costa took this to the next level Diego Costa did not accept this shit mm. Diego Costa went to some of his teammates he went to the press and after you know went to the press and said that uh, this is what Conte said he said that I'm not wanted at the club and just yeah. takes it to me and this became a, such a big yeah I heard of this debate and story uh, not in a situation where Costa wants to leave for Atletico Madrid but Atletico Madrid have a transfer ban right it means that Diego Costa can still get bought by Atletico Madrid but he can't but, play with them until the ban is done exactly and if that agreement is kind of set, right? You know what I mean? If that is kind of... They have that understanding, you know what I mean? Atletico Madrid and Diego Costa. And Diego Costa's latest update was that he refused to leave Chelsea right now. But maybe the last day of the silly season transfer window, he will leave Atletico Madrid. And that is causing issues for Chelsea to buy a new striker. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So the revenge of Costa <laughs> is pretty, pretty angry.
just to say again, we went to the Atlanta United game on July 4th. Big occasion, a lot of fun. Uh, it's a big thing in American sports to have these games on big holidays like July 4th or Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Have you ever been to, just to start with, have you ever been to anything like this before? A game of this magnitude, of this special occasion? I have not. I have not. Nothing like this that surrounds the game, especially when majority of the people also celebrate a very important day. Yeah. It's just very special occasion you can definitely see in the people were having face paints on the american flag or so much clothing like clothes like hats socks, yeah shorts socks all sorts of stuff it was blue flag. white red and uh yeah people were screaming usa usa a lot i know like it, it almost felt like i was going to a usa game mm. not just an atlanta united game mm. uh which is it was pretty cool because you got the USA chance mixed in with the Atlanta United chance, and this was this was like almost a game that it wasn't just about Atlanta United. It wasn't just about San Jose Earthquakes. Even the San Jose fans could come here celebrating the same thing as all the Atlanta United fans. We were like together in that sort. Of, yeah, in that sense. I mean, I know people that went to this game, and it was their first time. Sure. So you yeah. think the energy was mm-hmm. different in the stadium just because it was. Uh, another celebration? Yes, I think so. I definitely think that's that's the case. I mean, even once we sing the national anthem, it's it's something we do in MLS, and I think in U.S. sports as a whole. Yeah. Or every game. You don't see it in a lot of other countries. But every game, whenever matter the sport, we sing the national anthem. And it's always nice, you know. But uh, this time was, yeah. was different. It was a bit more special. Even the singing of the national anthem was different than normal. So there was a different sort of buzz about it. Than, than normal and for someone to come here for their first game i mean what a first game what a first game what a day to, to experience the first game and even the tifo had a, yeah. a remark of um, uncle sam pointing i want you to unite and conquer and it was actually arthur blank wasn't it was it really actually i didn't recognize that no <laughs> no was. yeah yeah i think oh, it's arthur blank that is nice actually touch. pointing the owner of Atlanta United. So I thought that was a very clever. It was, yeah. it was a good message. It was relatively big. I think it took a long time too. And people really appreciate that. And we, we, I'll speak for you too here, man. Uh, we really appreciate that our volunteers that are actually doing this kind of decoration to enhance the atmosphere yeah. beforehand, before the game. Yeah. They're doing something. And uh, this time around, I went with you the supporter section. to the supporter section i felt like i felt like a, this is only my second time ever doing it yeah. but i felt like the veteran showing you around <laughs> it almost. was like that i was like I, dude i don't know all the chance you're like don't worry uh i didn't know my first time either yeah but you, you you catch on <laughs> you you were a good support man um so yeah i met i met you and your friends by at the, at the tailgate yeah. and uh, i was very pleasantly surprised hmm. very pleasantly surprised there's so many different areas on spring streets uh-huh. that have tailgates there's so many different yeah. there's so many different you know like areas on that street that have actually tailgate that doesn't really necessarily belong to one group uh, it was oh, uh, you know it was like 
on this part of the city, on this part of the varsity, below, you know, uh, down the street of Spring Street. Uh, we had a couple of friends that did somewhere else too. You know, it, it was it was uh, kind of like where where do you feel like you belong? Like, yeah, you... almost over- overwhelming in a sense. Would you say? Not necessarily in a bad way, I guess, but no, it was. I mean, for, for for us, it was like, where do we really go, right? Wasn't it? A little bit. You I know, mean, like we were standing there, and there was so many different tents and yeah. canopies, and the people were standing in line. We kind of were hanging out for a while. Yeah. Luckily, one of my friends is a member of one of the supporters. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but this time and the first time, once we uh, talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he tried to take us to the resurgence specific because he's a member mm-hmm. of the resurgence supporters group. He tried to take us to their specific tailgate, which was a lot of fun. We saw some people there, but most of them, I think, once we got there, had already they were on the move. They're yep. busy people. They're active people too. It's great. Yeah, uh, they are. So they're on the move. So this time and last time, uh, there weren't a whole lot of them. So yeah, the, we were kind of just sort of standing there, <laughs> uh, standing waiting there. for the start too. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I um, like this tradition, and I like the way they have done it. Mm-hmm. And from the first game, for the first home game, they've been doing this tradition. And I remember me and you interviewing Kevin Kingley, yeah, one of the founders of the, the faction yeah. supporters group, and uh, see what they've been able to do from that first home game now is remarkable there's more people there is more members and the more um, donation to their nonprofit yeah. organization as well but everybody kind of gathers first to stand in line with for the march the march the march to the match march to the match <laughs> uh and yeah you could tell once they 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 just rounded everybody up and on this section of the street and everyone got there and we the guy with the megaphone one of the capos that he sort of told everyone okay this is what's going to go down he gave everyone the rundown mm. and everyone listened and i love how we started remember how we started we started with we everybody kneeled everyone kneeled exactly crouched to the ground yeah and then we did a chant slowly Kind of quiet. You were bouncing left and right. I know. I thought that's what everyone should do. Everyone should do it. Yeah, I was the only one doing it. Yeah, (laughs) just sort of swaying back and forth. Yes, it was fun. But then it suddenly got louder. Yeah, and then once we crescendoed that chant, everyone jumped up and started bouncing, and then the march began, and we started heading to the stadium. And that was an experience of itself. I mean, that was my first time really being a part of the march. I experienced it a little bit last time, Mm -hmm. but not to this extent. And this was quite an experience because remember, as we walked down the street, yeah, it was like we were quite the event, which I think is kind of partially the point to just sort of again build up an atmosphere and have and show how much fun two other people how much fun the supporters have. Yeah, I mean, you saw all the people lined yeah. up on the sides of the street yeah. watching with their phones out, taking videos and pictures of us. I felt like I was part of a parade or something. And me too. <laughs> and at that part, I really felt like I was a part of something, you know, a yeah. part of an organization, a part of a supporters or fan, or a team, right? You felt kind of that you are in this and people are kind of looking at you. Yeah. And me and you and the buddies were really loud. We were screaming, we were singing. And what I thought really cool was, dude, the tunnel leading up to that. Oh, yeah. 
the, the tunnel is closed other days than just this day. Is it? I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not I believe that tunnel is closed. And that tunnel really goes underneath yeah. the uh, I-85 and 75, north and south, yeah. right? It's the, one of the biggest uh, highways in U.S. and one of the landmarks of Atlanta. So it kind of goes underneath it, pretty tiny as well. And it's thousands and thousands of uh, supporters that are walking through that and keeping it loud. It's really and once you're intimate. In the, yeah, no, once you're in the tunnel and everyone's yelling, it like reverberates, oh, the sound yeah. reverberates throughout yeah. the entire tunnel. And I awesome. think I saw you sway thanks to that vibration. <laughs> <laughs> but coming out there and everybody kind of, you know, recording it, taking pictures, and we kind of stopped. And uh, we started to... I've seen this on, like, the videos or on Facebook. But now I was really in it. So it's like kind of gave me a different perspective, you know. And uh, I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated the feeling of together walking to the stadium, having this tradition, go through the tunnel, you know, sing together and kind of cheer up, be excited. It was definitely more excitement for this game. Not only that it was 4th of July, but actually that I was a part of the march. I'd never been a part of it right. before. Always went straight to the game. Yeah. But now we were kind of a part of that celebration, excitement, leading up to the game. And that was what was, I think, really cool. And something I think I want to continue doing yeah. in the in the next home games as well. Yeah, same here. I mean, I think it is something that a lot of people should try. Yes, at least definitely. Once. Should at least try once. Definitely. But it is a certainly a commitment. The moving, the constant standing. My your voice goes it's completely <laughs> gone after yeah. like thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I wanna talk about we're in the stadium now. We are. Uh maybe you'd say right before the game. We, we talked about the national anthem, how it's definitely a special national anthem, uh more special than before, and then the TIFO comes. We were right in front of where the TIFO yeah. was. Like Tell me and our audience where we were standing. Because you were standing on left of me, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, I was right of you. Yeah, and we were right behind, in the supporters section, right behind one of the goals, right in front of where the TIFO was, which was very nice. There's the, we were right, in fact, right in front of the capo, where the capo stands, which yeah. once I did it last time, I was a bit more... I was a bit further back into the right. So okay. I was a bit more at an angle. But this time we were kind of pretty much directly sending, like directly yeah. behind the goal, pretty yeah. close, only I think four or five rows away from the field. Yeah. And um, on my right, I had right. the drummer. Yeah. Like the drummer that keeps the fast beat. Yeah. You know. <laughs> drummer plus uh, also right in front of us was the guy with the trumpet. Trumpet. Uh, and next to the drummer, you had that drummer with the bigger, yeah, doof, like the doof. Viking class drummer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I couldn't see the entire field. Mm. Yes, yeah, you know, I couldn't see. That was how in the middle, in the hardcore, yeah. hardcore <laughs> of the supporter section, me and you were. Yeah, like right by the capo, and we saw, you know, that he was on his podium or whatever you yeah. call it. You know, like a and little stand. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, yeah, the music in our blocked some of the field. It did. Goals, but it's it like, did. But uh, but amazing to see that the the tifo comes down 
and uh, you know we are kind of the ones that making the song happening yeah you were singing a lot during the game yeah i know actually i don't even think i sang that much the first time i was pretty into it i think i was one of the few people even once the um capos rotated and you know each capo each each capo is a part of a different supporters group and i'm not a part of either supporters group and but you could tell that maybe some of them they're all there united right they're all there supporting for the club they know the chance but some definitely i feel like i felt like some were like okay this is the resurgence supporters capo. i didn't know this that is the terminus legion one and so maybe they were the terminus legion guys would be more into the terminus legion capo and the chance that he was saying was it they are the sense i got it could be okay, wrong but no, okay interesting i, I know that i know they were different uh yeah. different capos yeah. from different supporters yeah. sections or supporters groups i mean i understand the concept of never be really quiet in the supporter section and always yeah. sing and always be active and always talk but um, it was hard because i didn't really understand what was going on in the game and i kind of felt like i'm just singing but i can barely see what's going on in the middle and you know it was like a it was a tackle on, on the left side on Assad that should have been red and i cannot even say anything because i didn't see the incident I instead i said i'm standing there and singing the song you know so i had like a little bit i i don't want, I, i'm not gonna say it was i was thrown off by it because i was really enjoying mm. screaming and singing and just being a, a part of this vibe you know yeah but a part of me that absolutely loves playing soccer wanted to just watch the yeah. game too i know you mean i mean i guess you have to find that balance or or maybe something you have to get used to mm -hmm. um that's just that's one thing that's i guess whether for for better for better or for worse i have some respect for so much respect for capos in particular yes. half the time they're they're not even looking at the game yeah. they're facing you yeah they have their back turned to the game they're communicating with you right exactly yeah. yeah and i think they do a pretty good job of that yeah uh but one thing i, I was saying was that even once the different capos switched and you know each capo kind of had their own style i was still trying to be just as animated for each one each mm -hmm. capo uh while maybe some other people kind of died down or relaxed a little bit more once maybe a capo they didn't quite prefer was up I mean, or whichever but I, that was tough i, I lost my voice <laughs> i mean easily. first half atlanta united didn't have that much yeah and we were still singing with the, the passion you know what i mean that the hope that it will turn around the momentum because they got a san jose earthquake got an early goal yeah very early after two minutes two minutes and uh, we kind of let that go a little bit and kept kind of singing we didn't really think it was one zero at least me i, I was know. keep singing like it's exactly. yeah. so much but i think that's left, one right? thing that, that's one thing that you have to do and that's what i noticed that i felt like i felt like people were okay pretend like they made a, an effort pretend like that didn't just happen just stay focused yeah. on chanting and supporting exactly. the team yeah uh and keep going pretend like pretend like sanders didn't even score and uh and then you kind of heard in the supporters section like uh, you know i don't know like hey 
if you're not gonna say why you're in the support section I, hey yeah. this is the support section hey you know come on guys this is the support section don't be quiet don't be quiet you know what I mean and uh, I was like uh, I mean you wanna see what's going on and it is like the ball comes from left pass into the middle Almiron has the ball he's dribble and you, you kinda like you kinda like Focused, you know what I mean. You mm -hmm. kind of focused and want to see that shot, and so it's not easy entire it's time. Not, yeah, no. so there are definitely times sing. where, okay, I'm singing a lot or chanting a lot. And other times where I'm just not, and I'm just looking at oh, something's happening, or I'm looking at a bad foul if yeah. I can get a good side of it, or yeah, Atlanta's coming with the ball this way. Now's when I stop and look at the chance that they're creating. And you know that's kind of why, Kerry. I was like, you know, in the halftime when we went up, yeah, and and you know we had that break, and I was like, ah, dude, I'm not sure if I'm coming down. Yeah, you kind of you went back yeah. to the supporter section, and I felt like, uh, you know, like I want to, and not, I want to, yeah, I want to get enjoy. View. Yeah, I want to get, get a better view. view. I want to see what the yeah. game is, and I still want to scream and chant and do the claps and everything but it's still in the heat of the supporter section close to it you know and uh, I went up yeah to the corner and I tell you man I was a little bit nervous <laughs> like what? after you went down mm -hmm. and I bet you find your way right and you know I don't have a ticket and I didn't and when I looked up I couldn't see any really spot that I could fit in, like go in. Like there was a, uh, there was not really room anywhere really like, oh, there's a free row, free seats are empty. Right. I can just go and stand there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I kind of like went back in where you buy food and alcohol. And I was like, wait a minute, there's so many more people here. Like there's no time to go to different section or different part of the stadium you just go back and find find a new spot you know something so I was a little bit nervous and hesitating about that which is I guess sure. weird in one way no, not weird sense. but you know I was a little bit yeah. shy yeah that makes sense and uh, then I had uh, you know I decided you know what just go up and once the first place you see on the right there's a spot, just go in there and if anybody says something, then say then you figure it out. So I find the best part. Like literally I, I really enjoy this place where I came to. It was uh, uh, these guys on my left were really loud, a young family in the front of me had a I would say Indian or Pakistanian background and it was um, uh, two uh, guys in front of me and uh, we all were like very much in this game the, the only difference from the supporter section that I felt now was I had a better view mm. more over top from the corner and I could maybe discuss more with the guy next to me yeah because me and you could barely discuss because we were singing yeah I could say you know what we had the momentum we have the balls we have the crosses we had three crosses that didn't really any, anything happen. And then, boom, you know, Atlanta scored. 
and it was like room to celebrate room to look at each other okay dude that was that was awesome you know now we get now went back in the game they have one guy with red card he's still like a lot left there's so much hope and i don't really need to sing all the time right you know it's kind of like how previous games that we went to yeah like, but yeah. but a little bit more fan interaction fans were a little bit more upbeat you okay. know, the fans were a little bit more into it. They were really in the game, you know. Yeah. They were not discussion or talks about anything else. I got you. No jokes about anything else. I got there was you. no... Uh, people knew what they were watching. Yeah. And uh, once that second goal came, we all went crazy, <laughs> you know. And it was also a nice goal. Yeah. And I started to... Header. Header, yeah. Martinez. I mean, this guy missed one before. Yeah. That, but that ended up being a goal itself. Like, he missed, he headed it. Yeah. If I'm thinking what you're thinking. Yes, yes, He yes. headed it. It was great save. Yeah. And then the rebound. Came Car- to... Carmona then exactly. swept it away. But that header, man, I mean, he's so high yeah, up in the air. <laughs> yeah. He's so up in the air. And his second one is such a classic, like, FIFA goal, isn't it? Like, it's not a classic top striker goal. Like, you just go up in the air, you use your arms, you have your knees up to, you really take the power, and time the ball right, boom, right, like, above the head of the keeper. And keeper is chanceless, he's just, like, guess. Yeah. But the technique, the movement, the timing, the understanding was perfect from Joseph Martinez. And uh, I saw that, since I have a view, that the, he kind of ran to the fans so i was like man he just went and looked at like carrie so <laughs> how was that part for you dude i mean honestly i i was closer i could see him a little bit he was i think a bit more to the right of me uh but that's one thing that i like about the supporter section and so far both times i was kind of in the middle-ish of the section but but at some point in my lifetime when i'm back in the supporter section whenever that is i would like, love to see if i could get a spot at the very front because then one those are the people that you see on tv <laughs> like clearly you see on tv yeah um but dude i saw you on the jumbo set what no you didn't i swear to god <laughs> i swear to god that would have been sick no no i saw you i mean i thought you saw yourself too uh-huh. it looked like you looked at the jumbo i swear man i'm not kidding <laughs> what happened was after the game joseph martinez came to you not, not to me. you, not to you. Saying. But he came to the supporter section and signed autographs. Yeah. And I saw this sign someone was holding up. You know, the, there was someone right in front of us. They're holding yeah, up by Joseph yeah, Martinez right. sign. And I saw that sign and I looked behind no, it. Bit and, and you uh, were there, dude. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to look for instances where I where You I were there, man. Nice. If you look, but that was after the game, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, seeing like, you know, that very fresh oh, then. Yeah. That's the people Oof. he really interacts with. Dude, that's, the, that's so fresh. Yeah. It's like right by the field. I know. Like, again, probably not the best view of the whole field of the game. You get a really good view of what's going on right in front of you, yes. obviously. But uh, still, I think that'd be fun. I'd like to try that once. One thing I want to say, though, is but being in the supporter section, it's like you're the... Everyone in the supporter section is the... They lead the chants for the rest of the crowd. They're the ones that no matter what, they're going to be chanting, they're going to be singing, they're going to be up and down and jumping. And then most of the time, the rest of the crowd will catch on too and they'll join in. So it's almost like the rest of the crowd 
looks to the supporters section yes. for chants and yep. stuff like that. Like that's how yep. the call and response, the Atlanta yep. United goes. Powerful. And I remember one time we all had our hands up in the supporters section, but the ball was on the other side of the field, away from us. So I looked around and everyone else in the stadium, the other three sides of the stadium were all looking away from us towards the action. Mm. It was fine. Yes. But then once we did the first clap, then everybody looked back and was like, oh, it's time to start the, the Viking clap yeah. and everyone joined in. Yeah. So it's like we start that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I've said, I can't remember if it's the first or second half, but there's one instance where it might have been uh, right after San Jose scored the second goal, their second goal, the tying goal, remember? Oh, horrible, man. I know. I mean, 30, happened, second, 30 seconds after we scored, man. I mean, that's like... You see that on TV, really. You see, rarely too, rarely. Like, I mean, the announcer at the stadium was screaming. He was in the middle of yelling yeah. Joseph Martinez, yes. wasn't he? He was screaming Joseph, and we were about to scream, scream Martinez, and they scored. And yeah, they scored. I mean, <laughs> I, people around me were still celebrating. I saw Same that. Same with me. Same with me. Yeah. Some people, I did too. I managed yeah. to actually get a good view of it. Yeah. But some people around me were still celebrating, while me and a few others were like, oh, crap <laughs> yeah and it kind of took the air a little bit out but but i saw some players yeah and this is the benefit that i appreciate and i'm happy that i did right and uh, that i went up mm-hmm. but i saw some players in atlanta united that almiron and camona and some players like really clapping their hands lifting their hands up, come back, on come yeah. on it's fine you know we we, we have it because up to that point, to one point in the second half, they were really good, right? Yeah, they were yeah. really good. So they still like, this doesn't change anything. Exactly. Let's go at it. Let's go at it. And that's the type of leadership that um, I hope that these players, together with coach, right. have kind of installed. Yeah, I think which so. Which is amazing to watch, isn't it? I, and I mean, I wonder if it rubbed into the fans because, as I was saying, I think it was after this goal, I think. But like I said, supporters are the ones that are looked to. The supporters section is the ones that look to start the chance typically. But I think most of us were all disappointed at the goal. But then all of a sudden we hear from other sections of the stadium, United! Yeah. (laughs) And then a pause. And then Atlanta! United! And we were like, oh, they just started the call and response. I love... And so we we had to join in with them, catch up with them. It was... It was actually um, around my area. Yeah. Someone screamed Atlanta and then United. And then I screamed with them Atlanta. And then it kind of started to catch up. That's, you know. We all, I was, (laughs) sorry. Everyone around me was, including myself. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. That. If we don't have to, if the support, I say we, like I'm now. No, we are. Typical. (laughs) But if the support section isn't starting, it's. We can have faith that other members of the crowd around the stadium yes. can start a chance of their own and then we'll yes. join in, which I thought was great. And I kind of appreciate that you're saying that because I see it was a little bit my initiation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that now if we will be other parts of the stadium, we will kind of have the same impact. When they, when they sing, we might, we might sing the same chant, yeah. you know, and we get more and more people with it. And for me, man, nice to see the attitude the team had 
and with supporters us could actually work this together because yeah. third goal came 80th minute and uh, you know the stadium was like on fire you know the stadium was really on fire it was a hot day it was people were already you know happy because of the celebrations beforehand you know people were with their families people were with uh, friends people were been drinking people were having good time and now the free two goal came and we're so close to actually finish this game yeah you know at least the game is over and uh, that anticipation just increased more and more in me but now it was like more supporting this let's just score one more goal mm-hmm. let's score one more goal and we're gonna be so blissful you know yeah and then the 87th minute <laughs> and my kind of goal too i love it tell it me like, tell me oh, what's man, your kind dude, of goal it was my quick direct fast-paced counter-attack i don't know if that's weird to say nowadays you get so many people that are in love with the possession and do 20 passes before a goal which is awesome too but uh i love a nice counter-attack mm-hmm. <laughs> is that weird to say no no man i love a good counter-attack and once actually the referee got in the way of a San Jose pass and just fell to an Atlanta player. <laughs> it like, did, yeah. that's true. But uh, <laughs> uh, once I think it was Carmona, perhaps, that played that ball to Almiron. Yes. And you know, once Almiron gets it, he's used to the one thing he's doing. He just charged up the field. Uh, no, 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 sorry, that's not what it was. It was Carmona played it to Martinez, halfway line. Okay. And Martinez did that back heel to Almiron. Remember that? Yeah. I remember yeah. hearing the crowd then do this, oh, yeah. after the yeah. of anticipation. But he kept him. running with, with he him. He kept running with it, and Almiron was alongside him. Brandon Vasquez came across. Uh, it was like three on two. Yeah. Almiron um, kind of stopped the ball. He stopped and cut, cut away from a defender, and they just slided the ball in front of, of uh, Martinez, who sealed it, finished it. Place that ball. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, when that came, you know, it was just screaming and jumping, and you know, it was like, yes, this city have a really good proper soccer team. Yeah, like finally, like this is the identity that we wanted to have. This is the identity we have right now. And this is really good foundation to be able to create in such a small period of time. And just looking back, you know, just looking back at all the critics, they said that Atlanta is not a soccer team. Atlanta is not really going to be embrace that. The, embrace exactly. soccer. And yeah. It's not going to be that good of a, you know, fan culture. Yeah. And it's not really going to be good Arthur Blank isn't gonna be invested in the yeah so. and, you know we have Falcons we have yeah. Braves we have Hawks uh is not gonna take off and just sitting there after this game you know like um looking at the you know some people left in front of me right so I just sat down um uh, I don't know you, but I just sat down. I leaned back. I had my feet on the bleacher in front of me. I wish I could have done that. Oh, dude. You're standing, even after the game, in the supporter section, you're standing, you're standing the entire right? time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have my arms out, you know, and I'm just sitting there, 
looking at the entire Atlanta skyline and at the entire field in front of me and the fans are amazing and uh, the fireworks just goes up the fireworks just just starts firing and the sky is beautiful the moon is shining and I'm just sitting there I'm just sitting there man like realizing that this specific moment right now this moment is a moment that I would like to capture like a moment that I will remember for the rest of my life so I fill myself up with so much love and enjoyment and appreciation and gratefulness and and respect and you know so much joy in my entire body on my senses my smell my touch you know just to breathe everything I feel myself with this and I kind of call it Oscar's moment <laughs> you know because it's it's very few times in life where you get those moments but yet there's so many moments that are important you know but just sitting there it felt like I was a winner I won I made it you know it kind of is almost like when people say you see the light at the end of the tunnel you know what I mean it's almost like I was right past the light like I just passed into the light I was the light I was light I am light at that moment you know what I mean and I still feel it I still feel it and uh, yeah, I was going to ask you uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, would you say that this this uh would you say at this moment you succeeded in your pursuit of happiness in this moment i would say that i am in the beginning of the pursuit of happiness i made the declaration of us independence to chase the pursuit of <laughs> happiness at this moment i allowed myself that it's okay to pursue the happiness it's okay to pursue the joy it's okay to pursue the love it's okay to go for it. go for it if i'm not gonna declare myself these emotions who is gonna do it right who is who is gonna do it it's up to us end of the day right. and when when we look back at a couple of years back when you were growing up in Atlanta and you didn't have a, this big a magnitude of soccer team and you look at the march mm. the um, community the camaraderie yes. that I think not just the club brings to the city, but I guess you could say what the whole occasion brings to the city the, of July 4th, of Independence Day, of just what the country brings to to citizens of yeah. the U.S., I suppose. That's something that you have to cherish, that I cherish. And um, if any of that the liberty to go out and, and enjoy myself with, with whoever was you know ever in jeopardy i i feel confident in knowing that i have that community or a game like this an occasion like this to always come back to 
and 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 just you know push it all out and be myself and just enjoy it. So if you feel that this is in jeopardy, that this could be taken away from you, your chance to pursue the happiness or your circumstances that takes away your liberty or something that prohibits your life to be equal like rest of the American citizens. Do you trust in your community to do the right thing? Yeah, I think so. What is the right thing? The answer is to stand up for the community and it's right there in the Declaration of Independence, right? It is. Me and Kerry, we are fans of diversity. We are all for equality. The answer is in the Declaration of the Independence. Thank you for listening once again to the fourth preseason episode of the Oz Kachin King Soccer Podcast Show. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Happy Fourth. To be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. 
The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world.